Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. A Canva helps you get your point across uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gagillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and hypergig for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts season two of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hears from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to BrainStuff from How Stuff Works. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. The finding of a new dinosaur species is always cause for celebration. Two dino enthusiasts memorizing new names is a favorite pastime. Just ask some parents, including mine. Sorry about that phase, guys. And on an academic level, recently discovered species can help us better understand the story of dinosaurian evolution. Occasionally, they provide clues to other mysteries as well. On January 29, 2018, the scientific journal Nature published a study announcing that the remains of a previously unknown dinosaur had been found in Egypt. A long-necked herbivore, the beast has been dubbed Mansaurosaurus shahine. Size-wise, it wasn't too impressive, but the discovery still has a lot of scientists very excited— that's because, by virtue of its age and anatomy, Mansaurosaurus might settle a debate about where the African continent was located on Earth when the non-avian dinosaurs died out. Alfred Wagner was a meteorologist who, in 1915, made the case for a theory he called continental drift. This is the idea that the continents gradually move across Earth's surface as time goes by. And he was right. 
We now know that, due to plate tectonics, the continents are indeed moving along at a steady pace. And a century's worth of research has allowed geologists to piece together the travel histories of the major landmasses. For instance, scientists have figured out that after having been separated for tens of millions of years, South and North America were reconnected by the Central American land bridge around 3.5 million years ago. Still, our knowledge does contain some gaps. Consider Africa. Roughly 300 million years ago, it was part of the supercontinent Pangaea. This mega landmass started to break apart about 100 million years later. But we don't know exactly what Africa was doing during certain stages of this process. The Cretaceous period lasted from 145 to 66 million years ago. Famously, it ended with a mass extinction that wiped out all dinosaurs, excluding birds. We've uncovered numerous African dino fossils from the early Cretaceous period, including bones that represent the weird fin-backed carnivore Spinosaurus. However, late Cretaceous material from Africa is awfully scarce. One co-author of the Nature Study is Ohio University paleontologist Patrick O'Connor. He said via email, The late Cretaceous fossil record is quite robust in some parts of the world, like South America, Madagascar, and North America. But by comparison, the late Cretaceous fossil record, and particularly that of the end of the late Cretaceous period, 80 to 66 million years ago, from continental Africa, is a virtual blank slate. That's a problem for people who study continental drift. Fossil evidence is critical when it comes to theorizing about when, where, and how the continents merged or separated. If you find similar-looking fossil remains from the same geologic time on two separate continents, there's a good chance that those landmasses were linked together at some point in the past. Historically, we haven't been able to compare Africa's late Cretaceous fossil record with that of other continents. As O'Connor pointed out, there simply aren't many African fossils that date back to this time. The information gap has sparked some debate. Without the late Cretaceous fossils to work with, paleontologists could only speculate about whether Africa was still connected to South America or Eurasia back then. Mansaurosaurus offers a badly needed breakthrough. Its remains were first spotted during a December 2013 expedition into western Egypt's Dakla oasis. The campaign was spearheaded by Hashem Salem, a paleontologist at Mansaura University in Egypt's Nile Delta. We spoke with study co-author Eric Gorskak via email. He said, In early 2014, the team came back and started the excavation that would last the next three weeks. In total, 19 field jackets, that's plaster coverings placed over and around fossils, and many isolated bone fragments were collected. Named in honor of Mansour University, Mansourosaurus shahine was a long-necked dinosaur, or sauropod. More specifically, it was a titanosaur, a group of Cretaceous sauropods whose ranks included some of the biggest animals to ever walk the earth. One species, Argentinosaurus winkelensis, may have weighed over 77 tons, or 70 metric tons. Like many other titanosaurs, Mansaurosaurus had bony knobs embedded in its skin. However, unlike many of its cousins, this creature was no true behemoth. A full-grown Mansaurosaurus would have been around 33 feet, that's 10 meters long, and weighed just 5.5 tons, or 5 metric tons. Because it was found in late Cretaceous rock, Mansaurosaurus is hugely important. Knowing this, Salem and his team compared the animal's bones with those of contemporary titanosaurs from South America and Eurasia. It turns out that, anatomically speaking, Mansaurosaurus bore a closer resemblance to the Eurasian titanosaurs. In O'Connor's words, the finding points to some geographical connection between Africa and Eurasia for at least some point of the latest Cretaceous. While the existence of Mansaurosaurus does strongly indicate that large animals like titanosaurs could travel from Eurasia to Africa back then, O'Connor says scientists need more fossils to confirm this hypothesis. Also, right now, it's impossible to say whether there was a direct land bridge between the two continents. 
High sea levels at the time flooded parts of Europe and northern Africa, turning the region into a system of islands. So maybe, instead of walking from one continent to the other, sauropods like Mensaurosaurus made the journey via island hopping. The timing and extent of islands and land bridges is currently unknown, but scientists are on the case. O'Connor says that Salem and his students have great ambitions for studying other fossils from Africa's late Cretaceous deposits. Furthermore, O'Connor himself has, as he said, ongoing projects with other colleagues exploring similar aged rocks in Tanzania, Madagascar, and Antarctica. There are many more exciting discoveries on the horizon, and we can't wait to read about them. Today's episode was written by Mark Mancini and produced by Tyler Klang. For more on this and lots of other dynamite topics, eh, visit our home planet, HowStuffWorks.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.